Okay, heads up. It is the last week to sign up for my group coaching program for online coaches, creators, and service-based business owners who want to take their purpose-driven business to the next level. If you are ready to stop playing small, have a greater impact, and make more money, I want to help you make that happen. In a four-week group coaching program that starts this week, I will show you how I made my passion into a profitable business, how to position yourself as the go-to in your online space, how to come up and search so that you can consistently grow your community and have your clients find you, create a loyal online community, how to create content that works for you for years down the road, why you want to create a brand and not a business, how to grow your email list and write emails that people actually want to open, and how to increase your revenue, and so much more. In addition to four group calls and a Facebook group where you get daily support, you get a one-on-one call where I'll do an audit on your business and help you come up with an individualized plan and strategy to move your business forward. For all the details, head to www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash stop playing small. When I started my blog, I knew nothing, and I have created a multiple six-figure business through Google searches, help desks, and a lot of trial and error, and I want to teach you what I've learned so that you can get there too. www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash stop playing small. All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Guys, I am pumped about this episode. I am so excited to share it with you. It's not a conversation that I ever thought I would have in this podcast, to be quite honest, but I think it's a really good one and a really important one for all of us to hear because I don't know if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you are someone who wants to level up. You want to do better. You are looking for strategies on how to show up better in your life. So this is a good one. Now, before I share what it's all about, I have to tell you, when I first heard about what we were talking about today, I brushed it off. It was just not my thing. And I'm talking about cycle syncing. So obviously I'm talking about your cycle, like your menstrual cycle. So this is an episode for the women. Actually, no, if you're a man and you want to hang out, that's cool too. But if you're not familiar, cycle syncing is when you adapt your nutrition and your workouts and your social calendar and self-care and your to-do lists to different phases of your cycle. Now, before this episode, I guess, or before I started to do some reading and pay attention to this, I recognize that there are different times in the month that I was more energetic or more irritable or more productive. I knew that there were times of the month when working out just felt easier or, you know, obviously there were days of the month where I was more likely to crave that big ass bowl of vector cereal before bed or mini wheats. I also really love mini wheats. Sidebar cereal in bed is like one of my favorite things. Cereal and Miss Vicky's chips. I just can't get enough. Anyway, the concept of cycle syncing made sense to me, but I was just at the point where I was like, I cannot worry about or track one more thing. I don't have the bandwidth to learn about this. So I just brushed it off. But then I started to see women who I admire online talk about how good they're feeling and how they're more productive and how cycle syncing has helped them deal with stress and just, you know level up in life. And I was like, okay, I'm in, I need to learn more. So for the last several months, I have been following health and wellness coach, Megan Rumpel on Instagram. You can go check her out at Megan Rumpel 4 she has really educated herself on 
cycle syncing and is extremely passionate about health and wellness and self-care and just showing up as the best mom and wife that you can. And in this episode, she gives us the lowdown on cycle syncing and how you can use it to be more productive and less stressed and less irritable and just kind of show up in a better way. Now, fun fact, Megan is also my cousin. We grew up together. And if you remember, I grew up with just my dad. My dad was a single dad and I was a handful of a kid. And Megan actually took me under her wing when it came to talking about things like boys and boobs and sex and all the topics that were super, super uncomfortable for a single dad with a teenage daughter. So it's really interesting that she is educating me on this in this podcast episode. Anyway, in this episode, not only do we tackle cycle syncing, we talk about self-care and fitness and taking time for yourself and what inspired Megan, who is also a mom of four and a registered nurse, to make a major change in her life. Guys, this is a really, really good episode. And as always, if you enjoy it, be sure to give it a rating and a review on iTunes, share it out on social, send it to a friend, and tag us so we can connect I'm at Jamie Scrimger. She is at Megan Rumpel 4. Like I said, it's a good one. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger. Wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But each week, I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Jamie. I am so excited. So just so everyone knows, Megan is actually my cousin. So um, we grew up together, across the field together, and now we both have, you know, online platforms and... Who would have thought, right? I don't think we could have ever like predicted that we would be doing these things. Right. Ever. And do, do you know what would be really funny is asking our dads what we do. Oh, my dad <laughs> has no clue. My dad has no clue. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who maybe aren't familiar with you, can you just give us a give us the lowdown? Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, yeah, start from there. Yeah. Okay, so my name is Megan, and I am first and foremost a mom. I have four little ones. They are ages 11, uh, 9, 8, and 5. I'm also a registered nurse and have been for about 14 years, and I'm an online health and wellness coach, and I've been um, doing that for about six years or so, and I'm a wife as well, and yeah, just, just kind of all the things. Doing all the things. So about six years ago, that's when you started to kind of make this transition in your life. And, you know, obviously you've been the nurse and and doing all those traditional things, but then you started doing the health and wellness coaching. So how did you get started Mm -hmm. doing what you're doing there? 
Yeah. So my story really does kind of start about like five, six years ago. That that whole year is sort of like a blur of just me um, diving into making some changes. But where it really stemmed from, first, I'll sort of paint you a little bit of a picture of what my life was like at that at that point. Um, I had four little kids. They were like six and under, I think, because I had I had the first three all within like two and a half years. And then a, a few years later, we had one more. So I had four little kids. My husband was actually working out West on the pipeline for three months at a time. So he would leave, be completely gone for three months, and then he would come home for four weeks. And then he would leave again for another three months. And we did that for a couple of years. I was also, um, you know, working almost full-time hours as a registered nurse. So I was just like, I was doing it all. And, you know, it looked like I was doing it well. I was, you know, quote unquote, so busy. Um, I was completely sleep deprived. I was neglecting myself. Um, But I wore all of this with a badge of honor. I loved being the one who was the busiest and the most overwhelmed. Um, The one who you know, was wearing the most hats and, you know, I could trump everyone. If I was with a group of girlfriends and, you know, we always would go on about how tired we all are and how many times we were up with the baby last night. Like I could always trump them because I was solo parenting. I had four of them. I was working. I was a nurse. Like I just, I felt like no matter what, like, nope, I'm the busiest. And I was almost proud of that. But at the core, it was like, killing me because I was so exhausted and, and really neglecting myself. Um, I got kind of just like sick of, sick of like the BS, I guess, and sick of how I was feeling. I always kind of talk about this story of how I was using my kids as my alarm clock. So I, and, and maybe, you know, a lot of your audience kind of can relate to this, but I woke up every single day to the sounds of my children crying, whining, needing something from me. So immediately I woke up feeling irritable, kind of pissed off, a little resentful. And I had to right away give, 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 give. And then the rest of the day, I would be kind of in this place of like, I never have any time for myself, Um, you know, you guys aren't sleeping well. You guys are not listening to me. Um, I'm overwhelmed because of all of you. I never have any time alone. I'm constantly taking care of you. And I would sort of go through the day just waiting for it to be bedtime because I knew that once it was bedtime, everyone would go down for the evening and I could finally be alone. I could finally like turn on reality TV, make myself the biggest bowl of ice cream and just like ignore everything that was happening in my life and then go to bed only to start all over again and repeat this day after day after day. You know, and then when my husband would be home, I was actually like super irritable and resentful of him because he could come and go as he pleased. He had all these hobbies he was doing and, um, you know, just like lots of things going on outside of the home and friends that he would go hang out with and friends that would stop by. And I was so irritable and angry with him because it just didn't seem fair. I was just like drowning in this mom life. And I I sort of lived in this and sat with this for a while until I 
just decided like enough, like the only person who is capable of changing this situation is me. And I can't expect anyone else to change. I can't expect my children to start sleeping through the night. I can't expect them to stop, start listening to me. Um, I can't expect there to be like magically some time that appears in the day for me to take care of myself. I'm going to actually have to be the one who decides to make those changes. I love that. And I think that resonates with so many moms and stepmoms who are listening to this because you're just doing all the things for all the people. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing you say somewhere, you just decided that, okay, yeah, I do have 30 minutes a day to do something. I do have 30 Mm -hmm. minutes a day to work out. Yeah. And it, it started. So, you know, someone who maybe looks at me now and is like, oh, wow, like you eat healthy, you work out, you have all these self-care routines, like, wow, amazing. But what they don't see is that it's literally taken me five, six years to create all of these habits and routines that I have. I started so, so slowly and just like one small little bite at a time, which has led me to here. So I'm not all about like all or nothing, do like a complete 180 or 360 or whatever that saying is. (laughs) I'm all about like make just one small change and just aim to sort of like ask yourself every day, like, how much better can I feel? How much better can this get? And for me, the one thing I knew that I needed to do is I needed to stop using my kids as an alarm clock. So I made the decision like pretty abruptly to just say like, I'm getting up before you little effers. Like I'm going (laughs) to be here to the clock. No more. Are you going to wake me up? I'm going to be awake when you wake up. So I kind of like figured out, all right, when's typically like the earliest one of them wakes up and I have had early risers for all of my parenting. Um, So I just set the clock, you know, about 15 minutes earlier. And, and that's what I started doing is just getting up like 15 minutes before the first one would wake up. And for the longest time, I didn't do anything. I literally would sit on the couch and just like stare at the wall. I might make a cup of coffee. I didn't really know what to do, to be honest. Like you hear about all these like people who have morning routines. I didn't know what to do. And I actually didn't care to even learn. I just knew I wanted to like sit in the house with peace and quiet by myself. And then when the kids started to wake up, I felt so much more calm, so much more aligned. And I greeted them the way I wanted to be greeting my children. I was happy. I was loving. I was kind. I was patient. And so I wanted more after that. I was like, okay, 15 minutes wasn't enough. I want more time. So I just slowly started building on my morning routine, getting up a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier. And I read the morning, the miracle morning, the miracle morning by Hal Hal Alrod, which is like, just like a cliche little morning routine book. But I'm telling you that book just changed the game for me because I am a very good student. So I just like implement what someone tells me to do. And I implemented it to a T. So I started doing all of these things that I didn't even know what they were doing for me. Affirmations, periods of silence, journaling. Like I didn't know why I was doing this, but he told me to do it. So I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And it just started to feel so good. And I'm all about like, how do you feel? How do you want to feel? 
And for me, those early morning minutes that turned into like even close to an hour made me feel so good and it affected my entire day. And then when you start to feel good, you are naturally looking for other ways to continue to feel good. So I started looking at my nutrition and realized like, wow, I was surviving on grilled cheese crust, um, goldfish crackers, and like leftover coffee reheated way too many times. And mm-hmm. then my big bowl of ice cream at the end of the night. And I so think that I- comes from our childhood, that ice cream thing, eh? Yes, totally. Like with the butterscotch syrup. (laughs) And like some Rice Krispies sprinkled on there for some crunch. Like, oh man, like so tasty. But it was just these like small little changes that I started to make. And it was like, okay, well, what should I be eating? Like, what does, what does my body need for breakfast? And I started just implementing some changes within my nutrition. And then of course, when you start changing the foods you put into your body, everything changes for you. Your energy levels change, your mindset changes. Like you're, you have so much like clarity in your brain. You react differently. You show up for your kids differently. Like it just started this whole wave of like, whoa, I feel so good. So I started implementing a little bit of a workout routine. And then I could just like literally keep going on for the next five years of every little step that I've added on up until even as of last week, I've added on to a new thing into my routine that just feels good and something new that I've discovered that I want to implement. So it never ends, but it's like, just keep adding more things into your life that that will make you feel the way that you want to be feeling because I did not want to feel burnt out, exhausted. I didn't want to wear that badge of honor anymore. I, I wanted to like pass that off to the silly person who wanted to take it from me because that was not me anymore. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you know, this podcast is coming around on time when people are like, okay, it's 2021. I'm implementing change. 2020 sucked a big one. Like let's make some changes. And I think what you're saying is really important because a lot of people will start off the new year or, you know, a new week or when, you know, they're trying to set goals and say, I'm going to do all of these things. Or they look at people online and say, oh, they have this morning routine. I'm going to do all five things. Mm -hmm. And I love what you're saying. And that just start small, like just a little, like 15 minutes, a little habit, and then build off that. Because when you go in with these huge, crazy goals, trying to implement all of this change at once, you get, it's really easy to get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. And then you won't stick with it. So whatever you end up doing, whether you start working out or you start eating healthy or you create a morning routine, if it isn't something that you can do long-term, like I'm talking like years, not just 30 days or a couple months, like I'm talking years. If it's not something you can sustain, then don't bother doing it Mm -hmm. because it's going to backfire you're going to be left feeling frustrated and defeated. Like you failed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the other thing that you're really big on is cycle syncing. Mm-hmm. And I am really excited to dive into this because I've done a little research on it and I've ki- I kind of get it, I, I but I want to learn more. Um, and you've said that, you know, cycle syncing has been huge for you in terms of how you feel, how you show up and just, you know, all areas of your life. So can you give us kind of, um, a little summary of cycle syncing and like what it's all about? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So cycle syncing is, oh my gosh, it's magical. It's amazing. It will change your life. Um, essentially what cycle syncing is, it's adapting your nutrition, your workouts, your social calendar, self-care, your to-do lists, all to the different phases of your monthly cycle. So this way you're, you're giving your body the support that it needs rather than pushing it to perform at the same level week to week. So, you know, men, men can push themselves the exact same way every single day, no matter what. Women try to do this because that's what society has led us to believe. But what, you know, people have not taken into consideration is that we are women and we are like cyclical human beings. And we go through four very unique phases every single month. That's, that's our monthly cycle. So, you know, obviously most people are familiar with their menstrual cycle when you get your period. And then a lot of us are also very familiar with our ovulatory phase. So that's when we're the most fertile. So I don't know about you, but that is all I knew. That Mm -hmm. was all I knew. I knew there was a time of the month that I could get pregnant and I was knew there was a time of the month that I found out I wasn't pregnant or I was pregnant, basically. Other than that, I did not pay attention to my cycle at all. I wanted nothing to do with paying attention to it. Like to me, it was just this thing you deal with secretly and you move on from and you kind of just dread when it comes around again in the next month. The reason why I got interested in cycles thinking, well, the universe, I swear, just kept like putting it in front of me. I kept hearing, you know, women that I was around talking about cycle syncing books I was reading was mentioning it. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with this because I'm a doer. I'm a go-getter. And the last thing I wanted was to all of a sudden get into that mindset of like, oh, I'm on my period. I can't do anything. I have to just lay around Um, and rest and have naps and watch Netflix. That was sort of like my thinking of what cycle syncing was, was like, basically, it's an excuse to do nothing and be lazy. And I'm not like a quote unquote, lazy person. Um, And I just did not, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to be one of those people. I was a go, 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 do, 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 um, no matter really what my energy levels were. However, something was just feeling off. Like I had mentioned, I've made all of these amazing changes to my health and wellness was feeling really, really good. However, I started noticing that, you know, there would be some, you know, days or even weeks through the month that for instance, if I'm following a workout program, I would be like crushing the workouts one week. Like, I mean, energy levels on fire, 10 out of 10 workouts, like feeling so good. And then a few days later, I'm doing the same workout again, but for whatever reason, I'm dreading it. I'm like dragging my ass through it. I don't want to do it. I have no energy for it. My mindset is like, I don't want to be here. And so I either would like half-ass the workout or I would just actually turn it off and quit altogether. And then what that would do is it would send me for this like spiral for the rest of the day. Well, I'm already a failure. I couldn't even do that workout. What's wrong with me? I did that workout last week. It was easy. I crushed it. So like, 
what's what's up with me today and then i would make poor nutrition choices because you know i was even feeling hungrier than i was last week and my i was like craving different foods so i just started to notice that like why am i feeling like really good some weeks and then other weeks i feel off for no reason you know my my mood might be different even like my motivation and levels of productivity in my business were off whereas you know the week before it was like i was crushing goals taking names doing all the things and today i'm staring at my computer screen going i don't even want to do any of this so i was starting to kind of beat myself up a little bit but then i thought okay maybe i just need to look at this whole cycle sinking thing and maybe that's why i'm experiencing these sort of like highs and lows um in every single area of my life so that's how i got into um looking into cycle sinking yeah i love that and everything you're saying there is resonating with me because i feel the same way there's sometimes where i'm feel like i'm on top of the world so, making so healthy choices killing the workouts all the things and then the next week it's like well, that was a write-off, right? Like you just mm-hmm. kind of, it's, it's just not working. You're not getting stuff done. And that's actually, interestingly enough, why I was like, okay, I need to talk to Megan about this because I feel like at first when I heard about cycle syncing, I was kind of like, okay, I don't need one more thing to keep track of, right? I cannot, like, I, I don't need another job. I don't need another thing to have to worry about. But ne- when I've you know, been watching you talk about it and just talk about those changes, I was like, okay, yeah maybe there is something here. So I'm kind of on the same page with you there. Well, it's 2021. 2020 is behind us. And chances are you are setting some goals or resolutions or intentions or whatever you want to call it for this year. If you're a stepmom, you may also be thinking about ways you can minimize your stepfamily stress and or improve your relationships this year. If so, I have something for you. I just released a free ebook with 16 questions that stepmoms craving change need to ask themselves. As Dr. Phil says, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And this is such a great time to do an audit on your step family life so you can set the foundation to improve things in 2021. Yes, you heard me. You need to set the foundation for change. Now, if you're content feeling overwhelmed, like you have no control of your life, damned if you do, damned if you don't, like you don't know your place, like your stepfamily stressors are consuming your life and driving a wedge in your marriage and are fine in a high-conflict co-parenting situation, you just keep doing what you're doing. But if you are ready to feel happier, confident, and more in control amongst the extra stress, download your copy at www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash audit. That's www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash stepmom audit. Can you explain, just kind of dive into that a bit more? So if yeah. people, so there's, the, is it four phases? Do we have four phases, yeah. five phases? Yeah. So there's four phases and I can just kind of go through them. I always say that I can teach people the Coles notes of cycle syncing. Yeah. Coles notes it. The Coles notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coles notes it for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because when you, you know, if you were to start like, okay, I'm going to dive into cycle syncing. What I found from sort of doing my research is that it's so much talk about hormones and, you know, all this like sort of scientific stuff, which I do like, I have a background in nursing, like that stuff does interest me, but for the everyday average person who isn't, 
you know, really suffering from any major hormonal imbalances. So I'm just talking to sort of like just the everyday average woman who, you know, it hasn't been diagnosed with PCOS or endometriosis or anything else, but you're just like interested in this. I I call it the Coles notes because most people don't want to learn about the hormones and what's happening when and where, because that's not the info we need. We, we want to like learn, okay, how can I use this right now to change my life? So that's sort of what I do is I just, I've simplified everything, but of course I am not a health expert in this. I am not a physician. Um, so if you do have any sort of hormonal imbalances, definitely reach out to your to your doctor, a naturopath, whatever you want. Um, but this will kind of get you started and get you um, just really taking note of your body. So the phases actually all line up with the seasons that we go through, like throughout the year. So you know, obviously, Jamie, you and I are in Canada. So we experience all four of the seasons very much so like winter, spring, summer, fall. So the seasons or the phases of our cycle actually line up so well with the seasons of the weather. So the follicular phase, this is the week after your period. So once your period has ended, you go into your follicular phase. And I like to think of this as spring. So immediately when you think of spring, you think of like, you know, fresh, light, vibrant, fun, exciting, new. Those are sort of like the things that pop up when you think about spring. And that's exactly what's going on um, with the follicular phase in your body. So Um, Your energy levels are starting to rise. Your brain function and mood actually is improving. You might even start to feel yourself being more assertive and willing to take risks. So this is the perfect time for you to just like sit and ask yourself, like, what do I really want? What do I really want in these coming weeks? What do I want this year? What do I want this month? Um, And this is also when you want to make a master to-do list because your brain is just wired to like map things out. So start new projects, make that big master to-do list in your business, for your family, like whatever, plan out your calendar. And then when it comes to workouts, you really want to stick to like fun, energizing workouts. So things like Zumba, um, running, fun types of cardio, dancing, bar, And then when it comes to nutrition, this is when you want to focus on light, fresh, vibrant foods. And the the way to cook these foods best in this phase are to like saute them, steam them. Um, So again, it's just like spring that actually is totally in alignment with what we think of spring, fresh, vibrant, yummy foods. The interesting thing about the follicular phase and actually the next phase as well is our metabolism is actually slower. So our body needs less calories than normal. So we don't feel as hungry in these phases. So you might even be able to like think back to a time where you were like 
really on track with your nutrition. Like it was so easy to eat healthy last week. Like you were eating salads and grilled chicken and, you know, having smoothies and you weren't having any cravings. You didn't feel like you, you needed more food. And you were like, actually maybe even saying like, wow, I haven't even had that much today to eat, but I feel really satisfied and I feel really good. That's not a coincidence. It's you were most likely in your follicular phase and your body didn't need as many calories. So you feel much more satisfied with a little bit less food. Now I'm not saying like go balls to the walls and like limit your calories in this phase, but just be, be aware of that. So when you're choosing, you know, carbs, for instance, instance, you can choose lighter carbs like quinoa instead of having like really, really heavy carbs, like, um, sweet potatoes, for instance. So this is when you can really use this decreased appetite and increased energy to your advantage because you can be having fun with these like dancey workouts where you're working up a sweat, but you actually don't need as much um, calories. So you tend to drop weight when you're in this phase. So then moving into the ovulatory phase, which is actually a really short phase, but this is exactly like summer. So this is your summer phase energy is at its peak. And so are you. So this is so important. You are like magnetic when you're in your ovulatory phase, things come very easily and effortlessly for you. You feel confident, you feel attractive. Um, So this is the time for you to just like go after whatever it is that you want in life, because more than likely you're going to get it. You can probably even think back to a time, you know, maybe where it just felt like you were on fire. Like, Things were just coming your way. Everything seemed to be going right. Things were just like working out really, really well for you. And you felt like you're just the most amazing human being on earth. More than likely, you're in your ovulatory phase. This is when you also want to be really social. So fill your calendar up. Like this is when you can put in like a 12 hour work day and it won't affect you. You can in fact go meet your husband after work for drinks and, you know, go on a date night and you will feel more energized doing stuff like that. Whereas in other phases, you definitely don't want to do that, but fill your calendar because you can, you can handle it in this phase and you naturally are going to want to be more social with people. As far as your workouts up that intensity when you're in the ovulatory phase. So doing like high interval training, running, spinning, like anything that makes you work up a really, really good sweat. And then as far as nutrition, you want to keep your carbs light still because you're in like that spring summer phase, right? Where you don't need as much food. You don't need heavy foods. Focus on salads, smoothies, raw fruits and veggies, and then those lower, um, lower density carbs, like quinoa, lentils, that kind of thing. Like I get so excited about this stuff because it's so fascinating to me. And once you know this stuff, you can't unknow it. It's just, it's mind blowing. And then you start to realize like, why did I not know this earlier? Like, this is so freaking amazing. Yeah. It's like anything to help you show up better and be more productive and feel better. Like why, like why you just, that's the goal, right? Exactly. Exactly. And our, our bodies are just amazing, especially when you start learning this stuff. It's like, wow, you then naturally want to like treat your body even better because you realize how freaking amazing the female body really is. So the luteal phase, this is, so we had, you know, the follicular phase, which is right after our period. 
and then we go into the ovulatory phase. So now we're heading into the luteal phase, and this is what we refer to as fall. So this is actually my most favorite phase of our cycle. It's the longest phase. So it lasts about 10 to 14 days. And this phase will actually take us right to our period. So you can kind of see how we've like come out of our period into spring, summer. Now we're heading into fall and we're going to get into winter, which is essentially our period. So the luteal phase, it's long and you can actually divide this phase up into two sections almost. So the first half of the luteal phase is fairly similar to how you were feeling in the ovulatory phase to some extent. You're still feeling really energized. However, your energy levels are starting to shift a little bit. So you're going to notice that your energy levels are decreasing as you go through the luteal phase. You're going to naturally begin to feel more calm and serene as your body starts to wind down because your body produces a hormone called progesterone and it just makes you feel, it's like a calming hormone. It's, it's incredible. And when you start to really tap into cycle syncing, you'll start to feel that like, okay, I think I'm like, I can feel my body changing a little bit and I can feel myself like shifting into this calm, serene, winding down mode. This is when you want to finish up your projects. You want to go back to the big list that you made when you were in your, in your spring, in your follicular phase. Um, just review that list, wrap things up that maybe you've been working on. You're going to naturally want to organize and declutter. Now, I know for a fact that this has been like ingrained in me for years because there will always be a little period of time every month where I'm just like a mad woman decluttering, cleaning out closets, cleaning out my utensil drawer, like whatever. I'm just like all about organizing, decluttering, and it feels so, so good. Whereas other times of the month, I have no desire to do that. So it's, if you have that, you're more than likely in your luteal phase because we're just like programmed to want to organize and declutter. As far as your workouts, this is when you want to change out of that high intensity cardio, um, into more of resistance training and, um, just like lower impact workouts, because as your hormones are, are shifting, this is when you are going to start to develop lean muscles. Whereas in the earlier phases that I talked about the summer, the spring, that's when you're like burning fat basically. So now we're going to go into like building our lean muscles in the second half of the luteal phase, so I said it's a really long phase. So the first half, um, you know, your energy levels are still up a little bit, but they're starting to decline and you want to do the resistance type training. But then as you get into the second half of the luteal phase, you're really going to want to back off on your workouts a little bit and kind of switch to things like yoga, bar, Pilates, those types of things. So I can get into the reason why now, but we can always touch on it too. So this is what I find just so interesting is when you're in the luteal phase and even in your menstrual phase, which is your period. So think of this as like sort of the week before your period and during your period, you don't want to be pushing yourself in this in those phases. You don't want to be doing really intense workouts. You don't want to be like, crushing your to-do list like you maybe were in the earlier phases because your body is going to produce a stress hormone called cortisol. 
And that can actually have a really negative effect on you when you're working out. So if it's like the week before your period and you're just like, nope, I, I'm hardcore. I run, I do cardio, I weight lift, like no matter what I do these types of workouts. Well, what ends up happening is your body starts to produce cortisol. Cause it's like, Whoa, I'm not programmed for this right now. This is too much for me. And when you get too much cortisol pumping through your body, well, of course you're going to feel stressed, but also it can lead to like inflammation in your body um, and even weight gain. So a lot of people will feel sort of frustrated and stuck with their health and fitness results, even though they're eating clean and working out all the time, but they hit like a plateau or even they start to like put on some weight or they see the scale going up and down constantly. It's most likely that you're not living in alignment with your cycle and you're pushing your body to do something that it should not do. So it's going to backfire. It's going to be like, whoa, slow down. I don't need this right now. This is not serving me. Is Um, that why you get extra irritable and stuff around your period too? Like from the cortisol? Yeah, that's one reason, but also, um, also your food choices will really have a big impact as well, which is, also something that I just, this is why I love the luteal phase because there's so much magic that happens in the luteal phase. And when you can give your body this, the right foods in each phase, it will change how you feel. So when you're in the luteal phase, you want to increase your calories a little bit, like not a crazy amount, but you do that by changing up the food choices. So instead of having the light quinoa and rice and lentils and beans, you want to switch to like root veggies, roasted root veggies, because they are going to help your body to naturally detox from the extra estrogen. So when you're in the earlier phases, your estrogen is rising, 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 but it needs to get out of your body. Otherwise, you're going to suffer from PMS symptoms. So being irritable before your period, having crazy cramping, bloating, cravings, spotting, all of those things, we have been led to believe that they are normal. They are not normal. They are a sign that you are out of alignment. You are not giving your body what it needs in the specific phases. And it's your body's way of saying like, whoa, don't do this. Like your period should not be this like time where it's hell and uh, it sucks and I feel awful. It should be this welcomed thing that happens to you every single month. And it should not like take you down and um, make you feel miserable. It should be this like wonderful phase that you enter and something so like beautiful and even enjoyable. Interesting. Okay. I have a lot of work to do because I do not feel like that. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, most people have a lot of work to do when it comes to this because we didn't know this. Nobody taught us this. And we've been led to believe that we're supposed to suffer, that we are only meant to feel good for a couple weeks every month. And then the rest of the time, it's supposed to be hard and gross and Um, you know, that's just the way it is. And let's just suck it up and continue on. And that's so awful that we have been conditioned to believe that. And that even worse, we just go about our merry way when there is a completely different way. So when you start to live in alignment with your cycle and you start to change 
your food choices in each phase and you start to change your workouts and also how you're um, planning your to-do list and um, your self-care, you will start to notice you know, it's going to take a few months for sure, but you will start to notice even within your first cycle that your period might be a little bit easier and more welcome and that your cramping might not be as severe and like breast tenderness might not be as crazy. And, um, you won't spot for like four days before you get your period. Like your period should actually just come out of the blue, like, boom, there it is. There shouldn't be this like, Oh, it's coming for like 48 <laughs> hours. I'm just going to like ruin my underwear for the next three days. Great. Like in there. <laughs> I'll oh my gosh. People won't say. Yeah, no, I think that's kind of how we do it now. So you have, so then you leave the luteal phase, you get your period. Yeah. What do we yeah. do there? So then you go into your menstrual phase, which is your winter. So think about winter. What comes to mind? Like we just had a ton of snow dumped on us. So immediately I'm like, cozy, warm, turn my fire on, make coffee, get my blanket, curl up on the couch. Like that's kind of the vibe that you want to have in your menstrual phase. So I actually now love when I get my period because I welcome it because it's almost this like retreat type feeling that I can create for a few days for myself. So your energy levels are going to be really, really low that doesn't mean you're going to feel shitty or feel tired. It's just your energy levels are low. I think that people assume that high energy levels means not being tired and low energy levels mean being tired. Well, I can tell you that's not true because when I was like in my days of four young, young children and I started making changes, I would feel energized but also really freaking tired, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you can feel, you can feel good. So just because our energy levels are low in our menstrual phase, doesn't mean that we're like exhausted, worn out, depleted. So we can still feel good, even though our energy levels are low. This doesn't mean that you do nothing while you're on your period. It does not mean that you lay around in your jammies doing nothing, letting the housework go, not being productive and watching Netflix all day. I still stick to my same wake up time, my same morning routine. I just try to change things up a little bit as far as my morning routine, but I still wake up at the same time. Maybe I'll go to bed a little bit earlier. Maybe I'll have a little nap in the afternoon, but I still do the things like, you know, we're, we're parents. We still have to feed our children essentially. Sorry, but kids. They- I'm on my period right now and yeah. I'm cycle syncing now. So yeah. Um, you're on your own. You're on your own. Thursday. Like, yeah, not going to happen. But this is when you really want to introduce some quietness into your day and keep your calendar as clear as possible. So you know when you're going to be getting your period. And if you don't know now, start tracking it so that you can anticipate when you're going to be getting your period. And then just don't schedule things in. Obviously, you're not going to be able to tell your boss like, yo, I'm not coming in next week. I've got my period. Like I had to work a night shift this weekend and I was in my menstrual phase and it's like, okay, working a night shift on my menstrual phase, not ideal. However, the hospital isn't going to care, but I can do things so that I do, I'm like prepping better for it. And I'm giving myself some space before and after my shift and putting some things in place. Um, So remove as much as you can off of your plate. This is when you want to spend some time journaling, um, set your intentions 
for, you know, sort of where you want things to go in your life, in your relationships, in your business and reflect. This is when you really want to just think back, okay, like what went well over the last few weeks? What didn't go well? How am I feeling? Your brain is actually wired to be, you don't, your brain isn't wired right now to like communicate with others, but it's really wired to like communicate with yourself. So if you can just get quiet with yourself, even if that means for 15 minutes every morning, you will just start to gain a little bit of clarity if you give yourself that space to actually listen. And then as far as your nutrition, it's winter, you want comfort foods. So soups, stews, foods that are really, really going to nourish your body, obviously keep it healthy. I'm not saying go make a big pot of macaroni and cheese and dive in, but just make some like healthy chili and, and different soups, that kind of thing. Your body wants that warming, comforting food. As far as workouts, you don't have to work out when you're in your menstrual phase if you want like give yourself some grace. It does not mean that you have fallen off the off track or that you're going to have to restart once you get back into your follicular phase. Like if you're somebody who works out regularly, we can get into that mindset of I can't take a day off or heaven forbid I take two days off, then I'm going to be starting all over again. Like it's okay. Your body needs you to slow down right now, but doing some light yoga, walking, foam rolling, anything that's um, restorative and just like slow, that feels really, really good is going to be perfect for your body right now. And actually will make you feel a little bit more energized. Whereas, like I said, if you try to bust out a cardio workout in your menstrual phase, you're probably going to feel exhausted frustrated because you aren't really performing the way that you normally perform. And then that's going to just lead to like self-sabotaging behavior probably. And then, like I said, sort of doing the opposite of that is also going to increase the cortisol, which is going to cause weight gain, inflammation, muscle wasting, and just your body doesn't need that right now. So, so listen to it. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Now, a lot of my community of stepmoms, people are in high stress situations and I'm all about, okay, like how do you thrive amongst the extra stress? Like how do you manage your stress? How do you have your mindset so you can show up as, you know, the best version of yourself or just, just really deal with the bullshit if I'm being completely honest, how does sinking your workouts and your nutrition impact your ability to manage stress? So I think that when you can start to prioritize certain things in your month based around your cycle, you're just going to naturally start to decrease the stress in your body. Mm-hmm. So being able to sit back and, and like look at your month and see what you've got going on, what your kid's schedule is like, and just sort of like putting things in where they need to go, but also maybe even in calling in for some help when you know that your energy levels are going to be lower of course, don't say yes to everything. I think that people just assume that they have to do everything that is asked of them and that their kids need to be involved in everything. Like just start saying no and simplify your life a little bit because that is going to create so much more ease and flow in your life. But I mean, like when it really comes down to it, if you can get your workouts in alignment with your cycle, you'll feel the results almost immediately. You really will. Because when you're crushing out a, like a, you know, cardio workout in the right phase, 
it's going to leave you feeling so good and motivated. And then you're just going to show up differently in your life because of that. And you're going to show up differently for your kids. And of course, with your nutrition, your nutrition is, is I think even more important than the workouts as far as decreasing the stress in your body, because when you're eating clean, when you're eating those like nutrient dense food at the right time of your cycle, that's going to decrease the cortisol that's sort of flowing through our bodies. And like I said earlier, cortisol is, is a hormone that we all have, but it's higher in some people because they're out of alignment. So they're feeling more stressed. So getting rid of that cortisol by giving your body the proper foods, the proper movement is just going to make you feel so much more calm and I mean, exercise is, is so good for battling stress, but only if you're doing the right types of exercise mm-hmm. in the correct phases. Yeah. And I always say, you know, th- think about just certain situations in your life. You can experience the exact same situation and be feeling totally different in the two different scenarios. So like, say you're, you know, not taking care of yourself. You're eating like shit. You haven't been working out. You're super stressed and overwhelmed. Versus when you are showing up as your best self and taking care of yourself, you'll experience the same stressful situation in an entirely different way. You know, Absolutely. like it, it really is all of this stuff that we talk about and we are talking about self-care. And I, I, I think, you know, even self-care now it's turned into this buzzword and, you know, we mm-hmm. hear it all the time, but it's so freaking true. Like you have to take care of yourself and take care of your body and nourish yourself so that you can thrive amongst the tough stuff. And even though it seems like it's unrelated, it's not. Yeah. And I mean, cycle syncing will really just, it will help you to chill the F out. Like it really will. You'll just, you'll feel so much more calm because when you give your body what it needs, it's going to operate the way that it's intended to operate. And our bodies are not supposed to be little balls of stress. Like they're, they're not, we're supposed to be like thriving, productive, incredible human beings. But because we take on too much, we are doing the wrong things at the wrong time. We create stress ourselves. And obviously cycle syncing, it seems like it's a big thing to take on. It's really not. It's just making small little changes every single month. Like you're not going to go ahead and create all of these changes this month with cycle syncing. I've been doing it since the beginning of this year. And I'm still like learning and tweaking and implementing new things because you can't implement all of this that will cause stress. But things that you can start to implement are just like to decrease stress and to feel more in alignment with yourself is to give yourself some space. So yes, I talked about creating a morning routine, but it's what you're doing throughout the rest of the day. That's going to have a really big impact too. So something that I do my kids get home from school at about 3.30 PM. So what I do on the days that I'm home is I block out, you know, about 45 minutes, even half an hour before my kids get home. And I just get rid of like all my electronics for that half an hour. I make sure my environment is like the way that it should be. Everything's cleaned and put away. And I honestly, I sit there, whether it's on the floor, on the couch, or I'll just like lay in bed and I don't sleep. Like I don't have a nap, but I just lay there and I breathe and I just get my body like settled and calm. And I get myself ready for like the next phase of the day, because the next phase of the day is looking after four kids, emptying lunches and backpacks, snack, dinner, 
bath, bedtime, I need to like prepare my body for that. So instead of just kind of like keep on reacting all day long and being like, okay, now I'm this, now I'm that, now I'm this. It's like, have those little breaks to like change things up just to give yourself that space. It will, it will decrease your stress so much because when we show up for our kids and we're irritable and we're angry, like it is so unfair to them. And then all of a sudden we're blaming them for how we feel. And Mm -hmm. that's just not cool. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking about stepmoms at this point when you're saying that and just taking that time even sometimes before the kids come, because, you know, sometimes weeks on, we look different than weeks off and just mentally preparing yourself, taking that space, honoring where you are at, just, just all, all of this really can apply to stepmom specific issues too. It's like Mm -hmm. just, it's about really being proactive. Yeah, it is. And just like listening and And just like, just slowing down, we've all just got into this rat race of like, go, 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 go. Um, Like put your damn phone away, (laughs) like just put your phone away and, and just sit. And breathe, just breathe, (gasps) just fucking breathe. (laughs) I know it's crazy, but you know, it's the, it's not like, oh, go for a massage and go get a facial. Like, great. Those things are awesome. Well, those aren't, those aren't the things I'm talking about. I'm talking about like really doing things for yourself that are very simple and take minutes and that can be done at home. Yeah. So true. All right, Mm -hmm. Megan. Okay. This was so helpful. I'm Mm -hmm. like going to go sync my calendar, like, or whatever, (laughs) write down when I try to figure out when I had my last period now (laughs) and figure out what I should eat today. And that's really, I'm glad you mentioned that because obviously you are going to need to be told like when you're in your certain phases, right? Everybody's not going to be super in tune with their body to know like, oh, I must be in my luteal phase. So there's apps that you can download that you just need to plug in when your last period was. And it will it will sort of tell you when you'll be in each specific phase. Um, so that way you're not like guessing. Okay. What's your favorite app? My favorite app is MyFlow. It's a it's a the paid version. It's like four dollars maybe, but it's called MyFlow. Got it. Okay. I will link that for them. And where can everyone find you, Megan? Because you really do support women in showing up as their best. You do cycle syncing, nutrition, all the things. So where can people find you? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, on Instagram at Megan Rempel four, I don't have a website. I'm not super fancy. So just come over onto the gram and uh, chat with me there. All right. And I will link your handle for everyone and tag them. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. This was so, so good. Yeah. Never thought when we were growing up in Exeter that we would be on podcast talking about cycle syncing. I know. Like when I gave you my old bras. Oh yeah. You remember that when you, we were at your, I was at your house for dinner and, um, I grew up with my dad, so I didn't have the bra conversation and I was getting into a bit of a situation where they needed to be addressed. And you, you grabbed me and you pulled me upstairs and said, here, um, you need to, you need to wear this. And I remember, yeah, you gave me three bras. And I remember the next day I wore two of them. Like I wore two because I wanted to make sure they were really like bringing the ladies down. And then I wore three shirts over top because I did not want anyone to see my lines. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. It was so all funny. bundled up. Oh, we could go on for, Aww. we could go on 
small town life. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. I'm going to link everything and all this information for people. This was so helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. No, this was good. Thanks again. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you.